Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot and the struggle really is real, comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced, here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood Podcast. Hear ye, hear ye. What up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Hope of the Hood. Uh, you know how we do it every Monday. We got that new, new for your ass. I believe this is episode number five. Uh, before we get into the details, let me let you know what's going on in my life. This week, upcoming shows, we got every Monday, you know how we do, Broken Comedy at Bar Matchless. Catch me there every Monday, the lineup's always fire. This Wednesday, we got a new show, that's November 15th, we got a new show coming out. Actually, it's our second show, the first show, uh, it was on. A, it was during a hurricane, but 19 people still came out to it, and it was lit. So I already know this one seems like it should be dry. Uh, it's at Better Days, 302 Broom Street. Uh, we got a crazy lineup. My man Rob Hayes is going to be there. Sam J going to be there. Marie Faustin going to be there. Uh, 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 my man Mike Denny going to be there. And a bunch of, I'm probably forgetting some people, but they all be there anyway. Uh, what else we got going on? Make sure you, get, you head over to the website. We just launched a new website. Hopeofthehood.com. That's right. Hopeofthehood.com. You can go over there. You can, you can, there's links to every episode. You know, if you missed the episode, you go back. Everything is right there. One click of the button. But, but my favorite part of the website, I have to let you guys in on it. If you're not up to date, we just released our first little piece of merch. Uh, they call Liddy Candles. You know, who, who, you know, who, you know, going to make your, 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 your bedroom smell good. You know what I'm saying? Who who you know you could put them in. I, you could you could take me into your bathroom now, and ju- and just make it smell botanical. You know what I'm saying? Your boy got the scented Liddy candles. Get them while supplies last. With flavors, I call my scents flavors. We got flavors like Bodega Breeze. Smell like smell like a a a a a, a, a Bodega with like just freshly mopped with Fabuloso. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of a uh, Newport smoke. Nah, it's no Newport smoke, but it's like. You know, fabuloso on a breezy day. We got flavors like bodega latte. It's like it's like getting a, a cup of vanilla latte with like a hint of cat hair. We got skirt skirt spice. You know, when you on the move and you spicy. You know, so it's a lot of cinnamon. It's like a big red. We got scents like 
uh, 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 whatever sense we got. We got snuggle season. Smell like fresh linen. Make you just want to wrap yourself up with your boo for the season. Get your snug, play a little footsies. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you guys got to play some footsies. <laughs> also, shout out to everybody that's already purchased them shits, man. Because everybody that's sending love, uh, purchasing them. Thank you so much. I'm going to give y'all all a shout out on upcoming uh, upcoming uh, episodes. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, and then let's just get ready to get into this episode. This week we got my boy Eric Bergstrom. He got a dope show every Friday at Cobra Club called Live from Outer Space. One of my dudes, I just did that show recently. It's a dope show if you have in the neighborhood. Check that out. Eric Eric is a cool dude, man. He's he's faced a lot of diversity. Um, a lot of things that I did. Sometimes you know people, you know they're going through things, but you don't even know there's even more stuff they're going through. And that's something that I found out uh, while interviewing and just sitting down talking to Eric. This week and um, I think you guys will really enjoy it for sure You guys will really be like This is one of them things when you feel like your life is fucked up <laughs> With all due respect and then, you, and then you hear about somebody else's life Where you be like damn my life ain't really that bad You know what I'm saying And uh, to see how people deal with it and keep moving And strive through certain things and still be successful uh, It's pretty cool and that's what you're going to hear on this episode A Hope of the Hood Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes or Acast also, remember to leave a comment, rate, review what we got going on on iTunes. Really appreciate you. Um, and that's it. Until next Monday, guys, tune in. It's your boy, Petey. Check me out. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. Win. What are we waiting for? Take this! Right? We good. So uh, this podcast, I don't know if you know what it's about. I just kind of randomly hit you. I was at a bar and I met your friend, and I was like, "Fucking light bulb! Why didn't I hit Eric up?" Yeah, you, Tanya. This yeah, whole yeah. thing. Shout out to Tanya. This whole my whole uh, goal with this is kind of just shine light on uh, people coming up, people that came up, people that uh, overcame uh, anything that might hold someone else back or fucking have someone down, you know? And sure. I, I was looking at some of the things from your story and I'm like, even though, uh, we're different, we've just like certain emotions where you're like, all right, I, feel I could either sink no, or swim, you know, the sink or swim moment where you're like sink or swim. Yeah. So like, uh, even before we get into that, I want to give people an idea of who you are. This is a tweet you wrote the other day that I was like, this is fucking hilarious, but it's like, all right, you wrote, uh, <laughs> when life tells you you ain't shit, keep your chin up, gather strength, look life right in the eyes, and proudly say, I am shit. Like, when I fucking read that, dude, I was like, because I read it, I laughed, but then I was also like, yeah, I am shit. Because <laughs> even if you're a piece of shit, don't you want to be the best piece of shit you could be? Like, you want to yeah, be? Yeah, you just got to, uh, there's something about winning just by proving everything that is horrible wrong. Right. Even if you are saying, I am human garbage. <laughs> Fuck you, I am human garbage. Yeah, so, the yeah. best human garbage you ever smell. That's right. You ever smell like... Take a whiff. You ever take a whiff of like, you go out of town and then you come back to New York and you get that subway, the first whiff of subway piss and you're like, ah, I'm yeah, home. Yeah, the, the hot dog piss smell. Yeah, right. isn't it the best? I wouldn't call it, yeah, I love it. It's not the best, but it's like, all right, I'm back. I can sense it. It's mm -hmm. a difference. 
But uh, how do you feel about? Because I got like you said, I know that I, I'm like I used to be like, yo, I'm gonna be the best piece. If I'm a piece of shit, I'm gonna be the best piece of shit. I'm gonna be the shit that you see like images in. Like yo, I think that's Kanye's face in that dog shit right there. <laughs> you know that kind of shit. Like I want to be the shit that they preserve and put in a museum or something. I, I kind of understand what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, you want okay, fair enough. Um, no, I mean, be the best you can be, <laughs> right? Even if you're, even if they see your face in dog shit, be the best face they see yeah, in dog shit that they can, you know. Oh. Don't pretend that you don't know what I'm saying while I'm trying to pretend that I know what you're saying. That's a factory. <laughs> if you don't know what a factory is, it's a big building filled with facts. Uh, I'll accept all that. Right. <laughs> all right. We're going to go into, like, the main thing, too, is, like, the shit that fucking went off in my head was, like, dude, you fucking beat cancer's ass. Like, you kicked its ass. You won. Yeah, I, I mean. You won. I had cancer. Cancer uh, sucks. I uh, don't get cancer. But do you know what's funny? I've never, like, I've had, a, I've met a bunch of women that have had cancer. Ew. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't met a lot of dudes that have had cancer, much are you, less Are you calling me weak? No, I'm calling you, You're uh, calling women. An anomaly in my life, you know? Thank you. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, how, like, cause that's what intrigued me. It's like, dude, that's like one of the biggest battles. And like, people think they have a bad fucking day. People think they're late on their fucking rent. People think that their bills are overdue. And it's like, dude, you don't fucking have cancer. Relax. You know what I mean? So it's like, did you ever like, take me to where you were mentally when you got diagnosed, when you found out. Well, first I should point out, uh, I don't have cancer anymore, but, uh, life hasn't felt any better. Right. Uh, just because things keep happening, they're bad. But um, the when I first found out, because I had, I knew I was getting sick hmm. for about eight months before they diagnosed it, and I I spent eight months going back and forth with the doctor, just being like, "Hey, I'm I don't feel well. I'm sleeping," and they're like, "Ah, it's stress. It's just stress." Um, and they took like a hundred over that time they took a hundred vials of blood they found out that my iron levels were low they couldn't pinpoint what it was they thought it was a thyroid problem they sent me in for a multitude of tests which are like they put needle they, they, they there's this fine needle test that i had to do a few times where they put a needle in your into your neck and scrape it around to see if they can find anything awkward uh and that didn't conclude anything they took their time uh to give me a CAT scan, um, but I, I, I spent a long time proving that I was sick to doctors just for them to finally do a CAT scan, and as soon as they did it, they saw I had uh, stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma, and everything moved pretty quick. So when I, when I got the diagnosis, it was oddly relieving because I knew, I mean, I wasn't crazy, something was wrong. Mm. Very clearly. Uh, I mean, leading up to that, I was like waking up drenched in sweat, uh, losing weight, uh, sleeping 16 hours a night. Um, it wasn't good. And then as soon as that started, I, um, well, they did, they did the CAT scan. Then they gave me a surgical biopsy where they had like a, a scar here. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if this is fun to talk no, this about. No, it's, it's not about it's fun. Stuff. It's about the real life shit. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, oh, please. Do you have anything caffeinated? Uh, I'll see. Thank you. I'm just talking to myself. No one else is here. 
<laughs> um, I got the biopsy. They, yeah, it's like they confirmed it was cancer, and then everything happened. Uh, it was chemo almost immediately. Um, so I get. My life was shit leading into cancer, and the diagnosis just meant that it could continue to be shit, but I'd be a little bit more comfortable because I wasn't having a shitty life just because I was crazy. It's like I was actually sick, so they started mm. – uh, I, mean, I was lucky to have other people start uh, making sure I was okay. Well, here's the thing, too. So eight months prior to you being diagnosed – you would went to the doctor and and they told so like eight, when you first started going feeling sick you went to the doctor right and they took all these tests and they were like well they did they didn't do it all at once it was slowly right. they started putting me through tests and like i was to be honest i was kind of losing my mind i was like uh, do i have a do i have a parasite is it any like what is it cuz right. i was clearly slowly uh, i was getting lethargic i i knew something was wrong right and they told me, because I'm a skinny, uh, sometimes nervous guy, they did, like, it's kind of artsy or whatever. They just treat me like I was a drug addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, fuck this young sex symbol. Yeah. Coming in, coming and then in they did. Hurting, coming in here hurting himself. Trying to blame, they tried to blame you for your just regular being sick. Well, I mean, I've never. I'm not saying they blamed you, but, you know. I've never done coke, but how crazy would somebody be like, ah, I just did a bunch of coke. Uh, I'm going to go to the doctor. I don't know what all these Coke symptoms are. <laughs> but but lucky for me, not crazy, just riddled with cancer or crazy and riddled with so cancer. How old were you, though, like when you found out? Um, 33? Okay. Yeah. So you're saying you're 33. How long, you'd be, how long had you been doing comedy prior to getting diagnosed with cancer? Um, well, I've been, let's see. Done comedy for ten years, so prior to diagnosed, like seven years—no, seven eight years. Okay. And like, how? But how did it? Because it's like that thing of like, I, 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 I hadn't been doing comedy for a long time at all. Yeah. And I went through some court shit where I'm in jail, but I had started doing comedy, and you know, we have this—we want to have a career in comedy, no matter what yeah. the fuck it is, and. I remember having this moment of like, I could be going to jail, like awaiting tr uh, sentencing. I could be going to jail for 20 fucking years. So within the two years that I was out on, uh, on bail, that always stayed in my mind. And in a weird way, I felt like my approach to comedy had to be good enough that where if I got arrested and I mean if I got sentenced to five to twenty years, <laughs> someone would be like, "Hey, I remember Petey before you went to jail or some shit like that." Yeah, no, that's um, that's a wait. You're saying that you want your comedy so good that people remember, or so good that the they're more lenient if you go to jail. No, it was that because I I didn't know about like I I've never been in the I didn't know comedy so like trying to get a grasp of being a comedian. Yeah, you like, want to shine before. And not uh, even shine. I just wanted someone, like, if I made a connection with someone and they remembered me from working hard or something. And then oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, five years. If I did five years, I come out and they go, oh, yeah, I remember you. So I wouldn't have to. I mean, I would still have to start over. I, but it was like it made me work harder. I no, I, like. I understand your point completely. I have a dumb brain that misunderstood what you just said. But the... um. No, I, I think that's a very good point um, because 
like before cancer, I was okay at comedy. And then when I got back out, I could still do things not just because of cancer, right. um, which was good. Um, which is, would you do that? What was it? Was like, was there an extra sense of urgency? No, what was like the issue where you might have gone to jail? Oh, I did some white collar shit back in the day. Oh, Stole cool. a bunch of money and shit. It was almost like a hood version of Catch Me If You Can. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but like, I was, I had just started doing comedy, so I was like excited, and I'm like, I finally found something in the world that made that that I know like this is the thing that I was supposed to do my whole fucking life. Like I've been chasing my tail. Oh yeah. And then fi- I go to fucking jail right away. Like I just when I get that little bit of hope, it gets snatched away, and now I'm in a cell. And I'm like, you know, I get bailed out, but I'm also awaiting sentencing to where it's like, dude, I finally found the thing I wanted to do. And now I might be going away from five to from five to 20 years in jail, in prison, whatever. And then so it made me focus on this. Like I felt it was that feeling of like I was just like, what the fuck? I don't what am I going to do now? Yeah. Um, so it's helped you focus. Absolutely. It's the best thing that happened to me. Even I'm on probation now. Still, the, it's like the best fucking thing. I can't leave, like, I can't really leave the city, so, or, like, I can't really leave New York without permission. So even that made me focus on knowing, like, I can't go to Montreal. I can't do something. So it's like I had to make the best of this, wherever the circumference I could be in, and yeah. it just made me focus more, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, if you have one clear thing that helps you focus, that's good. I feel like I can't focus ever. Mm. I don't know. But, it, you know, it's not even focus. It's the only thing I like. Because there's nothing else I really, nothing that really amuses me other than trying to figure out how to make someone else laugh or some shit like that. Yeah. So it's like a weird, it's weird because then now I'm trying to like not fit in, but now I'm trying to adapt with everybody else that has outside, like outside uh, leisurely things that they do or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, I don't really want to go to a party. I want to like. Well, parties are cool if they're comedy people sometimes. <laughs> I'm very good at going to parties and just sitting in silence and not talking to anyone. Um, except hard. for it's a comedy party, then they're already friends. Right. I like friends I already have, but then I'm so lonely when they're not around, and then i got to make more friends. It's horrible. I kind of uh-huh. like being lonely. I don't like being lonely, but I like I, – I just – I get uncomfortable. Honestly, weird. Like, I get uncomfortable – I love people, but I get uncomfortable around a lot of people. Yeah, it's good to mix it up. I just mean like 10. I think think it's good to be, especially with comedy, I think it's good to be like an introvert and extrovert. So it's good to be an introvert and an extrovert. So back to my question. You never answered it. Yes. (laughs) We just went over the I'm very good at that. I'm very, uh, not on purpose though. I don't even answer what, no, I don't even remember. You said something about cancer. All right. Your back's to the wall. You don't know. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what the outcome is gonna be. That's what we had the co- in common. Like we didn't. We were in a position where we didn't know what the outcome was. What could be? It could either be something crucial, or it could just be like, all right, you get, you can have your freedom. You can still survive. You can still live. Like, did that have anything to do with you or your approach to to comedy or like just life in general? Like, did you start appreciating like just little shit more? Um. Well. Once I had cancer or after cancer? After cancer. Well, both. Okay. Um, I see, like, with cancer, it was just... I feel like there was a one-month period after cancer where I kind of appreciated things, and then things just started... Oh. Okay. To go into what my life has been for the last 
three years have been fucked up. Um, Like leading up to getting cancer, like I was trying to make sure my sister was healthy uh, and that didn't work. What was wrong with your sister? uh, She was doing heroin and has four kids. Oh, wow. Um, And my dad is not particularly nice. Uh, So I flew back to Minneapolis to try to fix that on a budget of zero. Mm. Uh, Failed miserably. Came back, uh, lost lost a job that I had, and then just slowly. Th- then that was the year I was trying to prove I was sick. Mm. Then I had cancer. Uh, right after cancer, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, right after cancer, I, I uh, did that Comedy Central special and then. Uh, about a month later, I started dating a girl. Third date. Uh, third date, she gets assaulted. I start taking care of her. Um, she starts losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, starts hearing voices. Mm. Uh, we break up. My sister overdoses and dies. Oh, um, I have to start. My mom is homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been trying to fix that it's nuts um i win this girl back over mm-hmm. uh she and then within the last then a month ago uh i found out uh, i don't know i just fe- as of a month ago she lost her phone i found a text about how she's been fucking with my head for the last year mm. uh and there, there was like this there's one note about um was it his sister's dead and I've been sleeping around? Why is it so easy to be cruel? So it's like, but then I'm also dealing with this housing thing where they I found out it was a rent-stabilized apartment uh, and a giant Russian man started showing up at my door telling me that uh, I have to leave immediately or I won't like what happens to me next time he sees me. So mm-hmm. it's like, nothing is, it sounds crazy, but these are all like things where I, cancer is cool uh, it, no, overcoming cancer is cool. <laughs> cancer, that's why, actually, no, that's my whole argument why I think cancer is the best. No, I think that I've been dealing with all these weird things after cancer, and I think that there's, I don't know, I haven't had time to rest and really think about any of the, but I mean, I do feel stronger, um, but it's all nuts. I think to me, I don't like know what that, to make of it. Dude, the amazing part. So like, I didn't, I just, you know, you see someone, I see you, hey, what's up, you know? hug it out or something but the thing to me that's even more crazier is that you could 
go up on stage and be brilliant with all of that going on. And I don't mean to like, I don't want you to, I know how we are. We're like, oh, I'm not brilliant, uh, relax. But like to me, to, to fight through that, some people, dude, that's some shit that the average fucking person walking around is ready to throw themselves in front of the train. Oh, so I'm just ready. the no. fact, <laughs> just the fact that you can get up there and that's a f- not even get up there. The fact that you can, th- you, your brain can still think of something funny with all that going on. Yeah, but I'm a sweaty human mess. But the beauty is what you produce. Uh, so, like, even through all that, you're still able to produce something that's that. Like, you'll say something. Like, I, I'll read your shit, and I like, I'll read your. I follow you on Twitter, so I'm like, I'll read your shit, and I'm like, dude. I don't know none of this is going on. I'm like, this guy, all I know is this guy is fucking hilarious and I love him. So it's just like, well, you're fighting through that and you're still just being being you, which is like, how the fuck do you do that? I, That's crazy. Well, thank you. Um, but it's just a lot of stuff that I haven't been able to process yet. So I hope to spend the next year processing and just moving on to things. Um, do you think comedy helps you at all? Like, is it Oh, I outlet? think comedy definitely helps. And it definitely helped with cancer because... It was the thing I'm I'm, going to keep saying the cool thing about cancer. The cool thing about cancer is it's you. So like it was me that had cancer. So I could make fun of that. And it was a real dark thing that I could make jokes about uh, and try to have fun with because they're like. I kind of I didn't I didn't like having cancer, but there are things that you can talk about and not feel bad because it's not ripping on someone else. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I tell jokes about, like, because I had about surgery and having to go, uh, go to the sperm bank and having to go through chemo and all that. So. What was the sperm bank about? Uh, the sperm bank is about how, like, I only had to go once because I thought chemo might have, uh, what is it? I had to go to the they said that chemo, there was like a small chance that it would make me infertile or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they scheduled me going there on the same day that they scheduled me going in for surgery. Uh, and at the sperm bank, it was like the n- nicest place that I've ever seen. Uh, and like in Midtown, uh, looked like it was set up for uh, like ladies because there's, you know, lots of lovely flowers, some of the best-dressed <laughs> women I've ever seen, beautiful paintings. Uh, then they took me to, like, the weird, dark, windowless room uh, where I was supposed to do my thing, where there was just a, a chair with a cup on top of it and a basket, a, a frayed basket of stained Playboys. Uh, and I went through that, and I started to do my thing. Um, and you, you know when you're... You know when you're like jerking off, and you think think to yourself, "Oh no, I better jerk off faster, or else I'll be late for surgery." Oh, I usually do that like I'm gonna be late for the train or something. You jerk off too long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got ADD, and it's hard. It doesn't help with jerking off. You're thinking about, "Oh, let me go to this video. Let me go to this video. Exactly. Let me go to this video." What? No, I want to see uh, interracial now. No, I want to see Indians now. No, I want to no, see Latinas now. No, I want to see BBWs now. No, I want to see. And then you're just like, well, fuck, I just missed two trains. Yeah, it's like a rotation of like, uh, it's like a little sample of everything. And then I want to, I'm the same way because I don't know if it's ADD. Is that just how men are or is that ADD men are? Like, we just, because you go to those websites and they only show clips of all the porns and then you have to start rotating through the clips. 
And then it's like, ah, hot college coeds. Dan, do you have this problem? Shout out to Dan, first of all, my, my super producer. Sometimes. But sometimes, <laughs> if you're getting there, just go on Craigslist and look to see who's fucking offering some shit. Look at a picture real quick and then just be like, I'm out. What? You go, those people, there's, there's prostitutes. All right, that's fucking, enough. Yeah. That's enough. What? Man. You don't want. You might, we're talking <laughs> about the fantasy world and you're talking about. That kind of is you're, a you're, fantasy You're talking world. about transsexual garage sales. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's how I describe nah. the prostitutes on Craigslist. <laughs> That wasn't uh, what I meant. All right. A, a, a uh, never mind. Du- no. I mean, uh, well, no. I mean, if I want to, uh, if I want to bang a middle-aged couple. No, I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying you just look at the picture real quick and be out. So you're saying find a version of what you're attracted to that is disgusting and allow it to turn you off? I think that's yeah. what he's meaning. I think that's a good. To. No, I think. Um, well, I mean, I guess that is, like, if you're hungry for a sandwich, and then it's like, oh, the only place I get a sandwich is the weird gas station, and then you give up on sandwiches, that kind of makes sense. You're like, uncle, uncle, I'll look at the food in the garbage. And yeah. I, and I won't eat it, but I'll, I'll let it turn me on to know that, you know, this could be mine if I wanted to, but. I don't. I'm just attracted to it. Oh, wait, do you get... But is your point that you see the Craigslist thing and then it's gross and then you go back to the porn? It's more like, now I now I can just leave. I don't have to think about shit anymore. Yeah, but you don't come, do you? No. Oh. That's a whole part of jerking off. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're late, it oh. motivates you to get the fuck up. Oh, see, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, That's why I said it. I wasn't trying to... If you are late, well... I see. Next cue. Next find cue. something yeah, disgusting. Yeah. No, find something gross to cut you off. Time. That's not a bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I wasn't trying to be a fucking like, gross person. Damn, I'm late. Let me look at scabs now. Like, what is wrong with you? That's not a bad. Even just looking at scabs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all right. Real quick. Got to get out of here soon. Next question. Uh, do you cry? Have you ever cried? Like, do you ever cry? Like, when you're by yourself, when you're with someone else, how, do you let it go? Or are you like, you seem like a strong fucking guy. Like, you get goosebumps it's, instead of crying. Here's, a, here's something that I've noticed, like, because I dated that girl and she dumped me repeatedly. I'm going to cry she just, was so nuts. You know, before uh, just so you know, your boy might be look like he's chiseled out of cast iron, but I cry. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there have been times where, I mean, my sister died. So sometimes I've cried over that when I'm reminded. And then... That gal like broke my heart a lot, uh, and I cried over that. But what something I've noticed is, I don't cry for a long time. It's like I'll cry for like a second, and mm-hmm. then it'll stop, and I'll just feel numb. Mm. So I don't know if that's an age thing or like do you, I don't know what to think about that. I th- I don't know if I it's, think like it's a, a personal thing. I don't think it's a because like for me, I don't know. I've maybe I have I, I didn't when I was younger. But now there's so many things I'll think about. Like, it's always the, the hindsight shit that gets me. Like, the things in hindsight gets me. Like, it's never yeah. what I'm going to do right now or what the fuck. It's always like, man, that was fucked up. Or, like, think, like you said, you think about some shit and then... But I, I guess I get the same thing where you just stop and you're like, all right, now I don't give a shit about a lot. Yeah, well, I don't know. What I don't know is if it's, like, a chemical thing. When you cry, like, I guess crying releases a chemical and if it just does that for a second, or if it, and it works, or, I mean, I, I mean I, I'm not against crying. I think everyone 
does cry. I mean, things that make you sad, that's fine. Do you cry? Uh, when you cry, you do it, wait, you say you do it for a while? Mm, nah. It depends. It's like, it's never, and it's usually like, I'm just like, I might be on the train or some shit. Or I might just be, I'm just by myself, and I'm just like, some. I'll think of something. I might think of a death. I oh, might yeah. Think of, some shit and it just will touch me and then because i'll think about that and then i'll think about where i'm at now and that's the shit where i'm like or like something will happen that's surreal to me like how how me like how's it it could be something positive i'm like how the fuck did i get this opportunity like how did yeah. i i'm a piece of shit oh, they, they, you know what I mean? I'm like, that's a good thing but you cry, o- you cry over things that are beautiful too yeah absolutely that's uh absolutely. that's something that doesn't happen enough um that's what gets me the most because it's like we we're, I, I mean we have dark paths and dark yeah, lives yeah. so then when you get a little a little ray of sunshine it's like oh wow the sun still shines on me sometimes here's, here's something yeah when when i cry over something sad it's usually just a few tears and then boom done but like i've cried over like when i was when i got cancer people were uh, like the comedy community all my friends were really good to me right. and like i almost was because I, i'd spent so much time kind of alone uh just sick uh that it was a big contrast and it's like i didn't i knew i had friends but like they all showed up and it, it i did cry uh so just because it was beautiful it meant a lot to me i ain't gonna front that's i've had that feeling a lot like a couple of months ago for like the first time where it's like you feel like for me personally i feel like i've always felt like nobody's really there for me yeah and then when someone shows up and then it's a couple it was like only two people that showed up and i was like taken back because i'm like dude i live my life so much of like just no one's got my back. Yeah. And when someone you don't know, don't expect, or you just don't expect anyone in general to be there, and then they show up, and you're like, holy fuck, people really kind of care. Yeah. Which is nuts to me. All right, last question. Uh, well, I got a couple questions after this. Go for but it. But one of the questions that I want to know, too, is because it, I read that you were unwrapped when you got your Comedy Central half. Yeah, correct. Like, I, I was represented by cancer. No, but, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> By tumors in my But, bone. dude, that's because to me, I'm unwrapped. So it's like that thing of, like, what, at what point did you feel like, because I know we all have that feeling of, like, when you're not wrapped. Yeah, you I'm not, fe- but I'm still unwrapped because I've just been, so, it's, life has been a clusterfuck, and I, I've just been very, uh, like, I feel like I've been sloppy just dealing with things. Um, the How did you feel getting the Comedy Central off thing with no unwrapped? Because they called me directly. Um it was good. It was a surprise. I've, I mean, did it take longer to get there? Yeah. Mm. Being unwrapped. Um, but then did it feel better? Like, did it feel, because, like, sometimes I'll get things unwrapped, and I'll be like, it just makes me not want to be wrapped even more. Like, it makes, oh, me, yeah, <laughs> it makes me like, fuck, definitely. what does because it mean? The weird thing about representation is they make it, so it's hard to hear about opportunities uh, if they only send them out to reps, but... We probably know a lot of the same people. We're just not out there asking all the time. And when I get things unwrapped, I do want to push harder because it me- because it means that I'm more respected as an individual by the people who send things to me directly. Uh, because when they send it to representation, it means they respect that rep. Uh, right. I mean, they respect the artist too. But the rep is always shopping it around to a bunch of people, and it's not just on you usually. Right. Okay. Uh, I got a couple of questions from some uh, fans. Sure. Some hopefuls. Uh, Dan, what do we got? What's your favorite bodega item you've never seen in a regular uh, deli until you came to New York City? 
Oh, there's a Bodega item. I mean, one that always makes me laugh is there's this little thing. There's these pills called Streets of Horny. And, <laughs> and it is the Street Fighter characters, uh, Chung Lee and Ryu, just fucking, just fucking real hard on it. Uh, and it's inside a bodega in Williamsburg that they have like this little package with that label. And that uh, that's probably been my favorite thing. I call that Bodega Viagra. Yeah? Have you I ever tried it? I've never tried yeah. it. I tried Samurai X. That shit made me feel like I was about to have a heart attack. Really? Yeah, but did it help your boner? Yo, that shit was ridiculous. I was too good. Like, my dick was like, it was ridiculous. I couldn't. I was like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> did it last for more than four hours? The shit lasted <laughs> for like two, three days, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, to the point of like, if I thought of something sexual, my dick would just get hard immediately. And I was like, wow. nah, this is like, I'm six years old again. What is this? Whoa. It was good. It wasn't good for my heart though. I started getting these crazy headaches. My heart was feeling crazy. I was like, Nah, I don't want to go out. Worth it. <laughs> I've never even seen this. Now I gotta find this. Shit. No, don't do it, man. I'm we not gonna you. do it. I just want to see this. You're gonna what, do. Was it, it one pill or was it like? Cause this is. No, it's one pill. Cause this was like a pouch of like eight pills. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it was, what do you take eight at once? What do you? I guess. I guess you gotta have a big glass of water. I don't know. All right, second. Right. Second. What do you got? David M from the Bronx wants to know what would you tell your seventh grade self. Seventh grade is uh, that's thirteen. Hmm, yeah, like thirteen. Middle school. I mean, one don't jerk off so much because you're gonna be late for everything. But um, <laughs> <laughs> two. Uh, I do think about whether I could. Ju- I wish I do wish I could just send my jokes now to seventh grade me and just so I could start earlier. Uh, at comedy, but the um, how old were you when you started? Twenty four. Twenty four. All right, still pretty young. Yeah, but seventh grade. Yeah, you're right. You're I right. don't know. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I'll just settle with uh, don't don't jerk off so much you'll be late for things just try to talk to uh, girls and uh you can jerk off i mean not to objectify them they're sweet ladies uh ask permission and then you can jerk off with their bodies Hmm. (laughs) all right last question last question is from in the mix 46 do you get haters and if so how do you deal what if you know someone is talking about you behind your back um Haters, yeah, yeah, no, I, I yeah, usually, I've always just ignored them and felt bad when that happens. Um, for them or for you? I mean, it's it's uncomfortable, but like, if you confront someone who's talking behind your, I mean, okay, if they're hating on you directly, uh, hate on them back directly, but if it's <laughs> behind your back, I mean. It's like a tree that falls in the woods and no one's there to hear. Yeah, it's. Like, if they're damaging your reputation and you can't detect it accurately without proof, it kind of fucks up with things. Um, but I, I am a big fan of if somebody insults you, insult them back. Hmm. Uh, I mean, sometimes ignore it uh, if that means you win. But you don't always win by somebody insult, especially in comedy when somebody insults you and if you just ignore it. It's like a different set of rules. Like, in normal life, if somebody insults you and you ignore it, it's like, good for you but in comedy it's like 
Oh, you ignored it. You're weak. You weren't witty enough to call him a, a douchebag back. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yo, thank you so much for coming oh. through and hanging out. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're, you're a pleasure to be around. Pleasure to see. Likewise. Hopefully I see you real soon. We work together on something maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You, you fucking uh, invite me to do uh, the fucking HBO thing. I could open up for you. Cool. I heard because I heard about something that you didn't hear about yet that HBO is going to call you for. Yeah, am I going to be in? I can't tell you. Game, Game I, of Thrones. I, I promise. Going to be all me. <laughs> I promise not to. Uh, I'm going to be the next dead dragon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Big tits. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 